The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Cowboys Storylines with Nick Eatman. What is up? It is time for another edition of Cowboys Storyline, but this is a special edition. Of course, there is a show called Special Edition, but this isn't it. This is Cowboys Storyline with Darren Woodson today. I, I, I said, I kind of teased it last night. I, I was like, you know what? Any other player, I would have been like, I'm not going to tease it and say the name because <laughs> you never know how to schedule. But your schedule is so busy all the time that mm. you can stick to it that I knew that you would be here uh, and be here on time early, like like always. Darren Woodson, man, what's up? No, man, I'm happy to be here, Nick. I mean, I'm, cool. I'm, I'm right here in the office right here at the star so i see you every other day and all but at the I same time see like you walking back and forth yeah we got like, business man we got business to take care of and you and you and you're always on the move like very quick you're all every time i see you it's like whoa whoa whoa, hey, hey it's the same it's the same here like look you needed me here at a certain time guess what you're here and, I, I'm, and i'm that guy much like guys i played with is you know you're still kind of have that anxiety about being late Really? Because being late when you're in the NFL costed you a ton. And I was here for 13 years, never was late for a meeting. Really? Because I had so much anxiety about showing up, not being there on time, and Parcells or Jimmy yeah. just railing you for being late. It's just, it's still a part of me, man. I, I got to be early. Was Michael Irvin ever late? Oh. <laughs> I'm but look, there's, there, there's a few guys, and Jimmy said, I'm not going to treat everybody equal. Yeah. You know, a few guys, hey, look, you're late. Yeah. I'll get, at, yeah. get after you, but. You know, My favorite story of that is Bill Parcells called, I mean, uh, John Madden called Terrell Owens a check the tire guy. Mm. He said, if some players are late, you're like, who's late? And it's some third cornerback or fifth cornerback, and you're like, let's go, we're leaving. Like, who's late? T.O. You're like, you tell that guy, hey, go outside and check the tires and see if everything's good, you know? He's a check the tire guy. You know, I have a Michael Irvin story for Jimmy about Jimmy Johnson. Let's we flew it. up to Detroit. We flew up to Detroit, and Michael Irvin had started every game. He had this this starting streak going on. And he was late for the plane to go to Detroit. And Jimmy, uh, you know Jimmy, Jimmy's like, we're not waiting on anybody. He can catch a flight up right. there. So long story short, Mike got up there on, on his own account. Uh-huh. He figured out a way to get to Detroit. Jimmy didn't start him. Broke his streak. And it was, I remember Michael Irvin being in the hallway, tears in his eyes, because he was so disappointed that he let us down, uh-huh. that the streak was done, and that Jimmy was on him. And we felt like, okay, well, he's not going to start. He may not play tomorrow. One game, one play, next play comes in. <laughs> Guess who walks in? Mike. Michael Irving. Yeah. So he just, you but, know, it was a lesson to be learned. But what's funny, though, you say lesson to be learned. I started, I started traveling in 1999. And when I got in there, I was in the back, sort of, is where my seat was. And it was, we leave at 1 o'clock. And everybody had, like, their dollar, a dollar out. Right. And it was 104. They would say 108, 102, <laughs> 59. And it was, I didn't know what was going on, and I finally realized they were betting right. when Michael was going to show up. Yeah. show up. Yes. So that was seven years later. Yeah. He still was kind of doing his thing. All right. This is going to be a little different show. We can still get the callers. Uh, we're going to just talk about whatever. And if and we play this game sometimes. We throw out random guys, random right. players. Throw some out to Darren because I did it earlier, and it, you could tell he hadn't thought about some of these guys in forever. Oh, so yeah. It's, it's been fun. All right. Another tradition we have on this show already is Joe in Stamford, Texas. Joe's always the first caller. So, Joe, what's up, man? No doubt. <laughs> How you doing, Joe? 
Man, I'm thrilled to talk to you, sir. I, I, I got to say it this morning. I work in the evening, so I wake up just for Nick's show. And <laughs> I, I, was, I wasn't going to wake up today, man. I was tired, and I looked at the tweet, and I saw what it said, and I got up so quick, I stubbed my toe on the dresser. <laughs> I was like, no, oh, man, I'm getting to this phone, so I'm glad to talk to you. So my question for you, sir, um, what do you think affected you guys to not winning as many Super Bowls as you did? Which you won three, and it's awesome. I'm not, I'm not saying that, but do you think free agency, which started, I think, mm. in 93, or do you think it was losing Jimmy? Thanks, Joe. Thanks for the call. That's coming great. In, coming in hot That's already. That's a great like, why question. Didn't you win more? And Joe, I think I believe it was both. Look, first of all, you had Jimmy, who was the pillar of of this this organization at the time. Look, and no offense to Jerry, Jerry, you know, signed the checks, and but Jerry was busy with doing a lot of corporate things outside uh, of the organization. Jimmy ran the day to day personnel. He brought in guys. He cut players. He drafted the players, and he didn't have to second guess, guess anybody or take it to to, to 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 Jerry or anyone else to make those decisions. It was he made the decisions personnel wise. You're saying this? I'm not saying. This. I'm, well, I'm just telling you. <laughs> I just the way. Just I, wanted to be clear but, who's but, saying this. I, I, but this is me. I mean, I just felt like at that time in that moment, you know, Jerry. Look, Jerry's greatest owner of all yeah, time no. for all that he's done. But if we're talking about what took place in the early '90s. Jimmy did a lot of made a lot of those personnel decisions. So when 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 Jimmy left, I thought the first thing that really happened to us was we didn't draft that well in the later rounds. So you weren't picking up the Leon Letts and the Eric Williams and those type of guys. And and I think that that part of it really hurt us. And it was at the same time where free agency was pulling that pulling us back at the same time. Mm-hmm. I mean, we were losing guys. Uh, we, we, you know, guys that were, you know, the Kenny Gantz of the world who who end up going to Tampa. You right. know, we couldn't backfill those those players. And I can't tell you. I mean, we always talk about the star players. Yeah, you have star players, but when you have a personnel, the guys that really understand their role within the scheme and within the team, that's when you become a championship team. And we lost those guys. We lost those small players. And you start losing the Stepnoskis of the world and those right. type of guys. And we just didn't do enough to backfill that, and things started to get a lot looser yeah. in, in the end. Like, Jimmy Jimmy ran a tough program. He really did. And, he, you know, we had a lot of crazy personalities, as you can, as you well know. But Jimmy did a great job of putting his thumb on us, knowing how we were going to operate, uh, when to take his thumb off of us. So, you know, I, I think it was a little bit of both. But uh, yeah, it was a tough time, man. It really was. I, I, I firmly feel if Jimmy Johnson was still the head coach, we win at least four. Oof. Yep. Straight. Um, you're the only. You're the only that player that didn't sit well with you, did you? Well, that, that, no, no. there's a little nerves there when I when I when I <laughs> let you talk about that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, there. Uh, you're the only player in Cowboys history to ever play for five different head coaches. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, I don't know if that's going to change. Honestly, I, I, you might that might last for a while because I do know the Cowboys don't really want to change out coaches that quickly because of continuity and yeah. players switch out a lot more than yeah. that so it's gonna be hard to stay but, but from uh, jimmy johnson to switzer to chan gailey to dave campo to bill parcells and, yeah. bill, and parcells i talked to him um a, a year ago he said if i would have had darren woodson longer 
I promise you he's already being canned. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I'd say that all day long. Look, if we were going to lose Jimmy back then, I would – you know, look, a guy like Parcells coming in would have been – you know, a, we probably wouldn't have missed a beat. We probably would have continued yeah. to win. But here's the deal. Parcells came in in my 11th year, I think it was, in my 11th year in the league. I learned more in five months wow. about the game of football than I knew in those 11 years. I knew how to st- – he taught me how to study. He taught me, uh, you know, what the offenses or the quarterbacks were looking at, how, you know, just situational football right. during the week, how to manage the clock, those type of – I mean, it was unbelievable about how much information that was poured into me in, 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 in a four-month time period that I just didn't know. Yeah. I, I was ashamed, almost seriously, Nick, I was ashamed that I didn't know, being the captain of the defense, that I didn't know these things. And I'm the one who's talking, who's <laughs> right. mentoring these younger guys, you know? So uh, I can tell you, man, if I would have had him early on, yeah, I probably would have had that gold jacket That's on. Because awesome. he would allow, allow me to play one position, too. Yeah, oh, okay. Oh, he would allow me to play one position. Yeah. yeah. All right, we're going to go to some more uh, phone calls here. Brian in Iowa. Brian, what's up, Brian? Hey, Nick. Hey, Darren. How's it going, you guys? Doing great, Brian. That's good. Well, first of all, I'm going to say I kind of feel like I'm at a toy store trying to pick out my favorite toy with you there, Darren. (laughs) Um, It's an honor to even speak to you. Um, Thank you. um, First of all, uh, I only have one thing, but I have two things now that, that you're here, Darren. But first of all, my first thing is, I'm going to say about the offensive line going into week three, I feel more confident about our depth position with uh, Tyler being out for the first two weeks, but I still feel like there's improvement there. And, but I'm going to say going forward, I feel confident that if we need a starter to rest, I feel like somebody could step in. And 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 a plug in for a week or two if need to be like towards the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like we might need uh, add another piece to the offensive line, yeah. just for safety, uh, security blanket for the trade deadline. But also, I'm going to ask you, Darren. What would it be like with Michael Parsons on the team of the 92-93 defense that you played in alongside Charles Haley and Tony, Tony Tolbert, and what it would it be like with you alongside him doing the things that you did? Man, look. All right. Thanks, Brian. Man, that's a great great question. And was it TJ Bass that did the, he filled in this past yeah. week? Man, I mean, played he filled pretty in well. yeah. after, you know, Idoga started and then Bass filled in and filled in yeah. when Zach Martin went out too. So, And I kind of agree with what you're saying, Brian. I think that, you know, you got to add depth at that offensive line. I think we, we, what we're seeing defensively is that they have a lot of depth and bringing guys off the bench has been, you know, that's been one of their strengths. I, I, always, I, I always felt and continue to feel you win games in the trenches. And if your offensive line can block and you can get the running game going throughout the season, you can always keep de- defenses off balance. So, yeah, depth at that position is 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 what they Bef- definitely need. Before you answer the Micah part, I mean, because it's a different era, where does Micah play? Everywhere. In, Anywhere in, that in he 92? wants to play. In 92? Anywhere 92. he wants to play. Okay. <laughs> look, uh, look I, I, I'm the, the old guy 
who's not going to say, well, you know, these guys are soft and these guys couldn't play with us. Are you out of your mind? I'm just asking. Number 11, position. number 11 could have played in any era. He would have started in any era, and he would have been the best player on the field. I mean, he, this guy, it is amazing to watch Micah Parsons' first step and his awareness and his ability to attack the quarterback and attack the tackle or the guard or what. I mean, he is, he is one of the most dominant players that I can remember watching. I, I remember when Deion Sanders came in, and I, my first time coming in as a rookie, he was in Atlanta and watching him walk around on the field when he was with the Atlanta Falcons. Mm-hmm. And going, what's all the hoopla until I saw him? And I was like, okay, I get it. Like his entire side of the field is he's owning it. That story you told me about his first practice or oh, one yeah. of his first practices. One of his practices. first practices. He shows up first practice and someone catches. We were doing one-on-ones and we have five, five uh, defensive back on one side. And on the other side, you have five defensive backs and you guys are going one-on-one with the wide. It's we're a going, quick drill. It's, it's like a quick pass, drill. You're like one after the other. And someone, they run a quick five route on him and they complete the pass. And he walks to the sideline and all the defensive backs who were, were supposed to go right after him. He tells them, you go to the other side of the field. I'm locking this stuff down over here. He didn't say he yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm locking this down over here. And he basically took every rep, like 10 straight reps, and locked it down. Like I've never seen anything like it. Wow. Nobody caught a ball on that side. He pressed. He played off. He did everything. And, and it was just amazing to see. But he was one of those, those players. Uh LT watching him with the Giants uh, early on, I just thought that he's yeah. that he was a childhood hero because he dominated the game. Right, Micah Parsons is a guy, and, and I think we're starting to see the maturation process. He came in his first year; he was playing linebacker. Yeah, he rushed here and there. Second year, kind of the same. Probably used him more as a defensive end and, and, and as, a, as a pass rusher. This year, you're seeing him really mature as far as mentally and understanding the game. Like the game is slowed all the way down for him. He knows what he's doing. Uh, he doesn't have to think about anything. He's playing multiple positions, which I just I, – I, that's what I admire about that because I've done multiple done it. positions. Yeah, and it's – dude, it's a, it's a it's a lot of work because you're, you have to transform your mind, mind to go, okay, I'm playing safety this position. I'm playing corner this position. Okay, now I'm playing actually the will linebacker. And this time, you know, you, you got it. The game, you're always thinking, thinking, thinking. He's not thinking anymore. He's just being a football player. Right. And then they bring in depth. They bring in Sam Williams to spell him. And he sits on the sideline for a few reps and doesn't get those reps in. He, get, he gets mad, energized. He's he, mad. he is like, mad. I want to be back out there. He's got energy now. And then he goes back out there and you give him a straight play. And I, I just think this guy's he's a joy to watch, yeah. man. He really is. Yeah, he sure is. Yeah, he's one of those guys that when he's out there on defense, I'm watching him from the yeah. press box. You know the quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. Not where Absolutely. He is so he could have played in any era, any man. Any era. All right. Yeah. Chris in Mississippi will go to the line. Chris, what's up, man? How you doing, man? Hey, um, Darren, I just wanted to say thank you so much. It means the world to us Cowboy fans to have you guys take out of your day and come out here and talk to us on the phone and be just a great guy that you were and you always have been. Um, in my opinion, one of the greatest Hall of Fame snubs ever, you and Everson Walls. Mm. And um, what I wanted to know was is, does it ever get to you when people compare other players to you? 
And of these linebackers, who would you say that probably had the most characteristics of you? I would probably say Dono would be my opinion. And, Nick, one last thing for you. i got to get off here before I lose service. Um, <laughs> it, when we win the Super Bowl, okay. will you please promise me that you will do this show for three or four hours to let us long-suffering Cowboy fans to just rejoice with you? Of course. Of course. <laughs> All I'm right, gonna, man. All right. Thanks, Chris, for the you call. Day. Thank you. Thank you. I'm probably in the off season. We're going to have a little bit longer show, but who knows? Maybe, maybe it'll, what you just said will have happened too. Who knows? Um, when people compare players to you, um, do they? I mean, I, I haven't really heard that a lot. Honestly, oh. maybe I'm biased. I mean, we haven't had another Darren Woodson. A, a, yeah, a player like that. I, I don't know uh, on this roster. I think, like, if you look at like, uh, Donovan Wilson, is what he said. You yeah, know, Donovan Wilson, not, Curse. Yeah, I mean, Curse covers the tight end a lot. I see him motioning over and and, and matching up. I mean, there's I, look. But could Curse could Curse chase down the best wide receiver in the game? I don't think you ask him to do that. I'm not yeah. sure if he can, but I don't. I, that's not right. what they're, they're not tasking thing. him to do. Um, that's what made you so different because I've seen you walk Jerry Rice down. I mean, right. I've seen you do that. I've seen you cover Jerry Rice. Right. I mean, I've seen that. So it, it's just it's a tough comparison. It really is. It is. And I don't know. Look, I, I remember coming into the league and there weren't any safeties outside of Carnell Lake. Carnell Lake was a guy in the, yeah. with the Steelers who was a linebacker in, in college, went to played safety, and I watched him cover wide receivers whether it be outside or inside or whatnot. And he was probably the first one, but he ended up being a corner. They ended up just moving That's him right. out there. That's right. Um, I don't know if there was a guy who did what I did. I mean, my entire career. I just yeah. I don't know. Played multiple positions like that. But I think there's some players that, that probably have the ability. They just weren't asked to do it. Um, Hall of Fame voters, um, pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> Wake up, actually. <laughs> Wake up because it's, it's unbelievable. And I agree. One of the biggest snubs of, in the history of it. And, uh, you know, I, I, I think I think it's coming. I really do. I know. I know. Yeah, and you were hope. there. I know. You let's were there hope. last yeah. year. You were you were close to knocking yeah. on the door. It looks like safeties are getting in. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to happen. Yeah. So, all right. David in Fort Worth. David, what's up, man? You're on with Darren Woodson. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. How you doing, Nick? How you doing, Mr. Woodson? Doing great, David. Awesome. Awesome. Hey, uh, I'll be quick because I know a lot of people probably want to talk to you, but I was just curious, sir, what's your take on um, our current uh, safeties right now? I mean, um, for a long time, I played safety myself whenever I was in high school. Uh, so close to going to the NFL, I just kind of sucked, so I didn't. Um, but, uh, yeah, so we have – I think we have a three-headed monster, maybe even developing four, five. I mean, we have great safeties right now. And I feel like it – in recent years, uh, maybe not too recent, but it's been a little bit of a weakness. Um, you know, we had Barry Church and Roy Williams, and I heard you were pretty good yourself, sir. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, but but now we got like a, a, like a to me, like a plethora of great safeties. And I just wanted to know your take on them individually and then how you feel like they do as a unit. Appreciate you so much for being on the show. Appreciate you, Nick, every day for taking my call. Thanks, you guys Dave. have a wonderful day. This is, this is probably my favorite question today. Yeah, because I, I've watched. Yes, I had to get my glasses because I wanted to make sure I got everybody's name on it because they have so many players. Yeah, at that position, um, and I'm, I'm when I talk when we've talked about the safety position here with the Cowboys, they were really thin. They've always been thin over in years past. This is the deepest bunch. Like it, I'm trying to figure out who do you dress out. I don't know. I don't know about that. When Donovan and, comes back, I don't know what they're going to do. I, I, Marquise Bell has showed, he showed up. up. Right, Juanita Thomas. Yeah, 
Money Thomas nice. blocked the field goal, yeah. changed the whole oh, game. game. Yes, I mean you, you have. I mean, of course, you got Curse. You got and who's the vocal leader, and he can match up. Great matchup. You know, you, you, you got Hooker in the middle of the field, who who's basically the quarterback of that defense, and they just signed him, right? They they signed yeah. him. Couple, uh, yeah. Hook. So yeah, I mean, the depth at that position has been incredible, man. I think that's one of the strengths of this team, and it, it allows Dan Quinn to do so much with the – it's like this this chess match of, right. you know, what what this guy does well, like when we bring him in in rundowns or, or whatnot. I just – I am I am so high on this group, man. Look, I, I've been a pessimist about that position for yeah. the longest time. I always felt like the Cowboys didn't do enough. Well, they've addressed the position. Yeah. And I, you know, I'm always I'm I'm all I'm all the way in their corner, man. I think this is the best group of safeties in the league, hands down, hands down. It, and it's not even close. Yeah, it's not even close. They they can all play multiple positions. They they come up and make big plays. And we're not even talking about like the, the, at the cover position, at the nickelback position, when you got Jordan Lewis, who I mean, the, yeah. Jordan played a little bit last week. Didn't was Working was a was snaps. a scratch. Yeah. the first week, right? Yep. yep. I mean, the, the, the trade de- trade deadline is coming up. Uh-oh. I would not be surprised if because there's value. Yeah, there's so much value in that room right now because they can all play, man. I don't know what's going to happen. I'd like to keep them all, yeah. but in, in reality, man, there's some there's some draft picks that are sitting there. Okay. Okay, you're talking about making trades for a draft pick. I wish I, well, I would like to keep them all. Okay. Of course, like they're Woody, all the toys. Right? You can do so much. We got to let you go because I know that you're so busy, and uh, we're going to take a break. But I do want to ask you this: a lot of fans have called in. They 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 know this team is good. They see what's out there in the schedule. They see the 49ers game sitting there. Mm-hmm. Got a couple of games before, and, and I'm trying to I'm trying to like hold them back. Like you know what? Let don't one let, at a time. Be focused. How tough a, 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 is that as a player, knowing that there's this collision course with a team that's knocked you out two years in a yeah. row? But you've got to focus on the Cardinals. You've yeah. got to focus on the Patriots. Is that is that a challenge, especially with social media and all that yeah. kind of stuff now? No, I don't think so. I, I look, I, that's all. That's the coaching staff issue to deal with, right? Yeah. That's not the players. The players are always. Go, I was that same guy. I, I'd always circle games and say, "Oh, we're going to win this game. We're going to yeah. win that game." Oh, okay, here come the Niners. Can't wait to see. I mean, that's that's what we do. It's yeah. just human nature to figure out. Okay, where's the collision course? Who's that team that matches up with us? I'm circling that game. The coach's job is to say, hey, look, we're going to get there when we get there. Yeah. The focus this week is Arizona, and it starts on Monday. The game's over with on Sunday. We can dap each other up in the, in the locker room. You go get a shower. We might go get a drink after the, you know, with the families. Monday morning, you move on to the next game. And that next game are, are the Arizona Cardinals, who are professionals. Yeah. They're a professional football team. You got to go up there and win the game. And the goal in this in this league, and specifically for this team, is to win the NFC East. You have to take care of business week in and week out to win the NFC East. Well, I know your favorite team in the Pac-12 is Arizona State because that's where you. Went. That's where I went to school. You know, my who's favorite your, team. Who's your favorite head coach in the Pac-12. Oh, prime. That's my dude, man. My do, dude. My dude. Ever, is, yeah, Tom come on. It's not even close. Do they play Arizona State? Yes, in, on October oh, are, 6th. Are you going? Uh, uh, yes, it, I will be there. Is it in Boulder or at home? No, it's at home. Oh, it's man. It's at Arizona State, dude. But well, we're, well, we're not, you know, we're struggling. Sit so down. We have a well, next couple of years. We're on probation. We'll, Just we'll, don't make it yeah. personal with Dion. Oh, okay? I got to make it personal. He's well, going to make it. He's already made it personal. He's already called, hey, you know, we're going to be down there. And uh, I'm like, yeah. 
So you know it's, there's going to be a lot of trash. I'm, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah. I'll take it. That's fun. You know, he's, it's all good. He's, uh, he's That's a, my dude, he's though, fun man. To watch. Yeah, uh, always. I yeah. saw it at the at the uh, at, at the, um, the Super Bowl when you yeah. were there and he was there walking around. You and know what's that. the funnest thing about that? I know you got to go. No, nah, you're here. the one that got to go. I yeah. go all day long. Okay, but you you got to go. So the funnest part of it is not so much Dion. Like I love Dion. He's like my big brother, man. He's just you know. He's poured so much love into me over the years, and, and, and we have a great relationship. The fun part is watching his kids, who I knew from, oh yeah, God, they were running around, little snot-nosed kids, Shador and Shiloh, and you know, Bucky's doing all the video. Oh, and yeah. Th- like, Bucky I, had a locker in the yeah, locker room. Oh, absolutely. Next to you, yes. wasn't it? Yeah. Yes, right between he and I. Yeah, <laughs> was that was his, his locker. locker, yeah. Uh, but I've watched those kids all these years, and he's he's always loved on those boys, man, and his daughter. They, yeah. they, he's loved on those kids so hard. They never, no one really realizes how great of a father he was yeah. to those kids. And, and for him to be coaching them at that level, that's a dream. Yeah, That, that really is a dream, man. So I'm so happy for him and the entire family. Uh, yeah, it, it's must-watch, really. Oh, and, yeah, you it know? is. And whatever you feel about Dion, you like him, you don't, yeah, whatever. Say what you want. He's, he's, he's must-watch. Funny story about the, when the, the Super Bowl week um, down there on Radio Row and all that stuff, you're there and you're answering all these questions and you you know and you got the hall of fame thing that night mm-hmm. and and uh i went and you, you were at, you were doing some something and where you couldn't move you, you were doing i forgot what it was mm-hmm. it was some kind of paid commercial that you were doing it was sleep number, sleep number. Mean, you yeah. couldn't leave you had to you know and i and i was like i'm gonna go get dion for you yeah so he has like three guys with him and and they're and they're they're like no he's busy he, and i was like well darren woodson wants to talk to him he's like he, he didn't have time i was like he didn't have time for woodson and he was like no and the guy doesn't know yeah. anything I was like, all right. So he starts walking that way. And I told you, I was like, I don't think, you know. And you did some kind of whistle, and he he heard it. Right. And, and the guy's like, Derek, I mean, Dion, you got to go. And he's like, come on. He yeah. comes over, and then for like 10 seconds, it's like, hey, man, it's good to see you, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then your son is there. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, you see, your son has hair. I guess yeah. you got to get that from his mom. <laughs> oh, you know? we're talking trash. Like, there we're talking trash. In 20 instantly. seconds, it becomes like, hey, I miss you. How you doing? And then back to team. Back, yeah, yeah. And we didn't miss a beat. No. Like we were locker mates for for so long and such dear friends. You know, it just uh, you know, there's so much that's what it is, man. It's the relationships and the camaraderie. And it's not just Dion, man, it's the Tony Tolberts, it's the yeah. the the Nates and you know, yeah. Emmett. And I mean we we all have this bond and, and when you win Super Bowls, man, it's the one thing about it. You win Super Bowls, you will never forget the guys that you you paid that price with, man. That's, awesome. that's you know, you, those are strong, strong relationships. Well, I'm gonna take a break here and let you go. I know you were super busy. This was this was so much fun, and I wish we could do it all the time. But I know how how busy you are. So, Darren Woodson, future Hall of Famer. Uh, thanks. Current Ring of Honor member. Uh, I'll be back. All time leader in tackles, and and the first the first guy to be on here for this show uh, to take some calls. And I'm sure that the, the four guys that called in, what a what a treat it was. For yeah, them. it was. Hey, let me, I got to give a shout out to Chris though. Chris Beam? Yeah, Chris Beam. In the back. Because Chris, Chris brings out the roster. And I, first thing I said when you, I walked you, in here. You know Chris didn't bring that, right? Who, oh, yeah. Was, was that Roxy? It was Roxy. It? I, yeah. I just barely saw yeah, Roxy. Yeah, was, was, this yeah. is all my family anyway, right? Yeah. But I got to say, Same Chris height. and a Roxy. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was kidding. Chris, oh, man. He's, he's going to kill me. Chris, let me tell you this right now. You know I can't see anymore. <laughs> I'm an old man. And you bring out a roster this small again that I can't. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, guys. Love you guys. Uh, Take care. I can't wait till you come when you come back because when you do, oh, we're bringing it's a big be one out. Seventy-two point Helvetica. <laughs> it's gonna be like ten pages. Yeah, actually. it'll be stapled together. It's like here's the quarterback. Here's a quarterback. Oh yeah. And Roxy knows better. Roxy, that's your problem too. She's gonna put this on the desk. No one, I can't. See. All right, we'll be right back. Hey guys, keep calling. We'll try to get as many as we can here on the break. Be right back on Storyline. Fall is here, and that means football is back, bringing all the delicious game day foods with it. As you prep for all the big games, tailgates, and watch parties, let Yokiero be your one-stop destination for all things home gating. Yokiero's fresh, flavorful, ready-to-serve guacamole made with real Hass avocados will score taste bud touchdowns as you cheer on the Cowboys. Yokiero's wide range of mouth-watering and versatile products can be found in your local grocery store's produce or deli section. Grab some today. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls? With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. SeatGeek has your back no matter what kind of Cowboys fan you are. So whether you're a diehard fan or a don't-really-care fan, a we-got-em-next-time fan or we'll-never-win-again fan, a here-for-the-tailgate fan or a first-one-through-the-gates fan, SeatGeek not only makes buying and selling tickets easier than ever before, they made just about everything else easier, too. So whether you're a here-every-week fan or haven't-been-here-in-years fan, SeatGeek has you covered. Download the SeatGeek app today. SeatGeek, your ticket to great Dallas Cowboys seats. How's Wingstop sound? Crispy, juicy, classic wings. Made to order, cooked to perfection, and sauced and tossed in those 11 soul-satisfying flavors. Paired with hand-cut seasoned fries, house-made honey mustard, blue cheese, or signature Wingstop ranch. And, of course, spicy Cajun fried corn. I think you've heard enough. Get your flavor delivered at Wingstop.com. Back, back to Cowboys Storylines. Well, that was fun. Darren Woodson joining us here for the first half of, of the show. And, and I know we got uh, four callers that got a, a big-time treat to talk to him. I'm sorry for the guys that, that didn't uh, get a chance to talk to him. And he just got to talk to me. It's not as fun. I mean, huge drop-off. And I get that. Darren... He's the best. I mean, he's 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 the best. He's just he's just whatever you remember him as a player. He's a hundred times better as a person, and uh, that's what makes him just who he is. And I know he could still play. I mean, I mean, I, I'm sure he he still could if he wanted. To. He says no way, but I bet he could. All right, uh, I'll try to get as many calls as we can here. Tim and Grapevine is that next? Tim and Grapevine. Nick, my goodness, that was fantastic. I love this show, but now that that was a cherry on top. That man. was yeah. You, you, you got good. me hooked. I was actually gonna, I was actually gonna tease him about being a Steelers fan growing up. Yes, but you uh, saw I, that. And did it, you see that it, in the, in the 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 war stories that we did? Yeah, I, I did. Yeah. So it might be a blessing in disguise in case I ever see him in person one day. Probably a good thing I didn't do that. But yeah, no. If we want to shift gears here, I, I'm curious. So I we got to see Schoonmaker a little bit early on in the game last week, as well as um, Deuce. 
And I'm just wondering, I mean, do you think the coaches, is this a plan on their part as far as ramping those guys up? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I, I think Schoonmaker, I mean, they drafted him second round. I mean, they drafted him t- thinking that he would have a role. I would imagine, he, you know, he got set back a little bit in training camp with, with a, you know an injury. I think he's going to be, you know, mixed in there uh, right now, I think they, they still put Ferguson in Hendershot uh, with a little bit more snaps, but they'll they'll work him in. Schoonmaker had the rare stat line the other day of just ones across the board: one target, one catch, one yard, one yard average, one touchdown. I mean, just boom. That that's that's how you do it. So um, I think Schoonmaker is going to continue to be there because I do think he's going to be your better blocker of, of all of them, and 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 that's why they drafted him there because he he could be that guy. Plus, he's he's got some some wiggle to him, and he can he can catch the ball. He's gonna he's gonna work him, himself into it, and he'll probably be getting a lot of snaps here before too long. Same with Deuce, you know, just finding a role with Deuce. All right, uh, Al in Merkel, Texas. Al, what's up? Hey, man, what's going on? Not much, man. How are you? I'm doing all right. I just uh, hate that I've missed your shows the last two days, but I'm actually off of the coast of Belize right now. Oh wow. Wow, you're coming in. Yeah, we, yeah. We, yeah, we planned the cruise uh, along the lines of that game. I didn't get to see all of the games uh, Sunday, but it was a, it was a pretty much of a beatdown. It was. Um, I just want, I just want to say that I think our offense is going to step up when it needs to. Yeah, and that's good and bad because. Uh, hopefully, you know, we always say uh, in sports and in music, it's like you can't just turn it on and turn it off. You got to be ready to, you know, give your best all all of the time. But I think the right now the Cowboys are in that phase of, you know, turning it off and turning it on. And I hope it doesn't come back to bite us in the butt. Yeah. I, you know, I think you can't, I mean, I don't think they're really turning it off. I mean, maybe they're at the end of the, of the game. They, they were just going to let, let's, let's run this thing out and uh, let's don't, let's don't get cute or anything. But I, I think, you know, one play here, one play there uh, of, of them scoring and getting in the red zone and, and making plays. I mean, I, I think that that changes everyone's perception a little bit. Um, I, I don't think they've really turned it off. They, they'll, they'll, they'll be there. And uh, but I, I do think it's just a different mentality now. You when you know your defense is going to play the way it's playing, um, then the, the smart thing is it, just to lean on that. Lean on that defense. Don't be you know don't be dumb with the football. Be smart. And I think that they can continue to do that. All right, uh, Vince in Albuquerque. Vince, what's up? Vince, are you there? Yeah. What's yeah. Up? What's up? Oh, not too much. Great show once again. Thanks so much. I think the, your show is probably the best out of all of them. If I want to get the weather report, I'll listen to Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. Uh, i got a question for you. Uh, you know how everybody thinks about uh, after four games, that's what our team is going to look like. Uh, right. But since it only has three games in the preseason, do you go maybe the fifth game, or is that really true? What do you think? Um, about we really find out you know, where, where this team is? Is that what you're asking? Yes, exactly. Yeah, after four games, five yeah. games, is I that the so. team that's going to be the rest of the season? Uh, you know, I, I don't. I won't go that far because I do think you know we've seen things change throughout the year, and you know, second half of the year, you know, you would, depending on injuries, can can change all that. What I think the the first month of the season does is that it lets. It's not just what the Cowboys are; it's what everyone is. And so when you 
you you find out what the Giants are. You know, if if the if the Jets win the next two games and they're sitting there at three and one, and you're thinking, well, that win's a lot better than I thought. If everybody beats the Giants and the Giants, you know, of course they they did beat the Cardinals, but if you know if they're sitting at one and three, then your forty to nothing win doesn't look as good. So you you just kind of you don't really know what anything is just yet. You just have two games for everyone. Once you get through in early October, now you're starting to kind of see what the trends are around the league, see what these other teams are, and you kind of know, you know, some of these wins look better or worse than than what they were. But um, you know, it, it, that's just kind of the nature of it. That's kind of what how things are, are going to be. Um, before we get another caller here, um, just want to go through, you know, injury report wise. Uh, we'll see what the guys get to do today at practice. Guys, we're monitoring, of course, are the ones that have been out: Tyler Smith. Donovan Wilson uh, and Brandon Cooks, those three guys, we'll see what what they're able to do. I, I I have a feeling that that all three of them have a chance to play in this game, and just imagine what that will look like once they go to Arizona. All right, Brian in Pennsylvania is our next caller. Brian, what's up? Hey, Nick, how you doing? I'm great. How are you, Brian? I'm doing great, man. I got two questions for you. First okay. of all, uh, what's the status of uh, Sharif Floyd? I know he yeah. left the game and he was. He went to get medical attention. Is he all right? Is he back in the building? Yes. Do we know anything about that? Yeah. I'll, I'll before you end, I'll just say yes. He uh, he fainted. He fainted on the on the um, there at, in the middle of the play with Michael Parsons got the ball and looked like he was yeah. going to score. Just so crazy right there on the sideline. Uh, he he just kind of he went down uh, just for a second. He was he was fine by the time that that play was over and all that. He he'd kind of was you know had came to, but uh, just kind of a weird, scary deal for a second there. Uh, but yeah, he's he's doing pretty good resting. Uh, for last I heard, he was resting at home. Not sure how much they're gonna rush him back, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it was kind of a scary deal. Yeah, it kind of was. Uh, got me thinking. You know, uh, we talk a lot about the job that Will McClay does, right? And everybody else uh, is talking about all the great defense and all the talent that we have. I don't think we give enough credit to Aiden Dirty. Yeah. You know, what he's done with this line throughout the years and Joe Witt Jr. with the pass game coordinator and also Nick Solari, you know, the new yeah. offensive line coach that came in because we had two, yeah. uh, we had our set, second string. Uh, guard come out for our third string and then uh, Zach Martin came out and Austin Richards plugged in and we were still able to mm-hmm. effectively you know move the ball it didn't become a liability so I was wondering uh, this year possibly being a historic year are you thinking about like shedding some light on those coaches Al Harris yeah. all the guys right there in the trenches with everybody yeah because I just think they do an incredible job Will McClay does get talent in here but the player development that's happened in the past few years is all because of guys like Aiden, you know, and yeah. Al Harris. And I just wanted to kind of know what you I think that's uh, a great thought point. about that. I think that's a great point. I think it's an overlooked point. Um, and, and, you know, part of that, one of the reasons why it's overlooked is that's kind of by design. I mean, we, we, we know how this thing works. We, we, we know that the, the visibility helps, you know, you, you, it's kind of an out of sight, out of mind. And, Assistant coaches aren't really allowed to talk to the media. There, you, you don't see that. You don't see them. Uh, it happens a little bit at training camp, but for the most part, it doesn't. And so they do get overlooked, and and that's that's kind of the the nature of it. Um, but also too, 
is it, it also there, there's a reason for that as well because you want to make sure that you're not getting a lot of sources you don't get guys talking to other you know different relationships in the media and things like that so you want to keep it kind of tight and, and that's one way to do it but yeah it, it does hurt them a little bit you do kind of forget about those guys and you're right Aiden Dirty's done a great job with those defensive line uh, Al Harris is, you know I think has has their respect uh, for sure because not only did he play uh, for McCarthy, he played corner, but he played with swag. He played the way that that you know that they, they want them to play: be, be aggressive with the ball, go out and go get the football. So you can go down the line. A lot of those assistant coaches have been really good, and I'm glad that you pointed that out. Uh, Kurt in Arkansas is our next caller. Kurt, what's up? Hey Nick, how you doing? I'm great. How are you, Kurt? I'm all right. I I, miss, I hated missing uh, Woody because I wanted to ask him. He was said he was a Steelers fan. Yeah. I wanted to see what he thought of Troy Polamalu. That's true. Because Boy. I always dreaded when the Cowboys were going to play the Steelers during Troy's uh, when he was in his prime. No doubt. I, I thought for Kurt. I thought at one point in in the, and I don't remember what year. I thought he was the best player in football. I kind of yeah, think I of him too. as a wizard. I really thought. Yeah, I, I mean, he, he's like, he was good. He would. He'd be at the line of scrimmage. He'd be way back in an interception. He'd fly over the top. I mean, he was like he played like a Jedi. I, he was he was awesome. And when, and when those receivers went across the middle, they had to dread Troy. True. Yep. He was a big time hitter. He could do it. He could do everything. He was a really really good player. All right. Um, thanks for the call, Kurt. We're gonna try to sneak one in uh, real quick. Uh, one more call. Uh, Lucky Wilson in Indianapolis. Tenth caller. Hey, how you doing? Hey man, how are um, you? I'm good. I'm good. The last time I talked to you, I think Wade Phillips was coaching the team. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> it's been a minute. It's been a while. But, uh, you doing okay? Yeah, it's been, everything yeah, good? <laughs> yeah, everything's good. Okay. Um, my question My question is, uh, what, 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 what are your concerns about the Cardinals? I'm, I mean, uh, um, any, any chance of the Cowboys letting up? Because they're pretty weak as far as I'm concerned. Um, uh so what are your concerns about the Cardinals? Is there anything we should be concerned about with them? Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I was kind of wondering if I was going to get any call about the Cardinals this week. I mean, seriously, I, I was kind of wondering that because uh, you're right. I mean, Cowboys, it looks like that they, they're going to be way better than them, um, and they should go out and they win. The, the concerns are this. Look at the look at what they're doing. They're they're playing hard. That's that's and and you could say, oh well, you know, everyone should do it. Well. They don't have the talent that other teams do, but they are going out right now. They they probably could have beaten Washington. They definitely could have and should have beaten the Giants. Um, they, they they had that game, so they're they're playing hard. And I do know this: every time you go to Arizona, something something's going to happen. Something quirky, something different. Special teams touchdown, defensive touchdown, missed kicks here and there. Who knows? It'll be something. It's not always been good for the Cowboys either. So I think that what what you know they'll do is if if you get and Josh Jobs can probably move as well. So when you look at the, what's hurt this Cowboys team in the defense, if there's been anything. It's been quarterbacks that know how to move in the pocket, get first downs, keep drives alive, that they should be off the field, but they're moving, they're moving, and they're getting points. And turnovers are going to hurt this team. The only thing I think will really beat the Cowboys are the Cowboys. If the Cowboys have turnovers, hurt themselves, play like that, then no, I think I think that's going to be an issue. But if they play sound football like they've been playing, I think that they will they will win this game. I mean, I, I'm, and they'll probably win pretty comfortably. Um, but you have to get there. You have to get there, and that's what I keep saying all all you know all week is that that's the test for me. Is is and it's today. If you're going to lose to the Cardinals, it you lose today. You lose tomorrow. 
You lose when you're not focused and you're not paying attention in the meetings and you don't see exactly what the Cardinals like to do with their tight end. Speaking of is Zach Ertz. He's caught six passes in each of the last two games. So remember him, obviously, with Philly for so long, but he's found a little something there, connection with Dobbs. Um, so, you know, it, but you have to be focused and you focus in the middle of the week. We say it all the time. That's how you lose games in the middle of the week. And if you're, you're not as focused as you possibly could be. And, and, it's, and it's not easy. It's not easy. I mean, the noise is out there. I've got a screen right here that I can see myself. I got a screen over here where I see NFL Network, and it's one of the chances Micah Parsons could win MVP for 2023. MVP. That's that's in January when, when that's announced. Uh, not defensive MVP, but MVP. Um, but but you know you want him to kind of focus. Uh, and, and it's tough to do because that's where the you know everything is. But look, we're going to stay grounded. We're going to be focused. Let's see if Micah Parsons can win NFC Defensive Player of the Week. That won't get announced for the next 15 minutes. But if it does, maybe Micah could win that. Not not breaking any news. Just saying, could be something down the pipe. That's what we need to be thinking of. Try to keep it as focused as possible, but it's not easy when the Cowboys are playing like that. All right, I want to thank Darren Woodson for coming by. If we can get him in, in every week, that would be awesome. Uh, we'll try because uh, so much fun there, and I know you guys got a chance to uh, to call. A few of you did. Uh, maybe we can we can figure out a way to, to get him in here and we can get some more calls as well. Uh, for Chris Beam, Darren Woodson, I'm Nick Eatman. We'll see you tomorrow on Cowboys Storyline. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!